Jodie Shield. I'm a success coach, self-improvement author, presenter, and founder of Tribe Tonic Membership. Tribe Tonics for wellness warriors who are ready to shift the limitations, show up for life, and achieve the impossible. Each month, Tribe Tonic gives you a video training series and the tools that you need to help you be fiercely confident. The doors are open for enrollment now for a short time only, so head to tribetonicmembership.com to take a tour. This is my new podcast series called She's Electric. I'm meeting some amazing trailblazing female leaders, and you're going to hear everything from career milestones to the worst problems they've faced in their road for success. The aim is to empower you, to supercharge you, to give you energy and inspiration so that you know that there's nothing that you can't overcome in your own success in your life. In this episode, I'll be chatting to the gorgeous and super inspirational Freddie Harrell. If you don't know Freddie, she's a Parisian-born, London-based blogger and confidence consultant who is extremely multifaceted, having previously worked as a digital strategist in the fashion industry and as a personal stylist. She really began her fashion journey as she transitioned from a teenager to a woman and embraced her very unique femininity by beginning to wear bright colours with brogues and trousers, which Freddie found unleashed her inner self. From there, Freddie left her job in finance and followed her heart into fashion and blogging. She now uses her social channels to share her style and also to encourage other women to be confident and unleash their inner selves. Since changing her focus to social media, Freddie's worked with numerous brands including Kate Spade, Amex, Ted Baker, Cezanne and Amazon. She also launched her first pop-up shop in New York City earlier this year for her hair brand, Big Hair Don't Care, following her success in the UK. So I hope you enjoy the next half an hour or so, and if you do, then subscribe, rate and comment in the relevant section of your podcast app. And also remember to check out the show notes and learn more about me on my website, jodyshield.co.uk. What I know is that this podcast will give you an inside peek at what it's really like to be a powerful woman in today's world and all the things that you need to juggle as part of daily life. Listen to your favorite influencers and role models and find out what they do when the cameras are off. So have a listen, get inspired and be electric. Freddie's wearing the most amazing red, bright red jumper with my favourite ever word on it. Do you want love. to tell us, tell us a little bit about you and love and what it means, what it means to you? Oh wow, what love means to me. So talking about me, where do you want me to start? Like, what should I where say? do you want to start? I don't know. Tell <laughs> us about your amazing jumper. Uh, actually, I wore this jumper for you. <laughs> you know, like, I really thought that you would love it. I thought, obviously, we'd love on it. It was, uh, like, it would definitely uh, be something you would smile at. So, uh, definitely for you. <laughs> that is so lovely. Thank you so much. And when I walked in as well, I just want to say that I was so blown away by how, how, like, grateful you were that I'd come here to interview you. <laughs> So thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about yourself. There are going to be lots of people listening that, that have never encountered you or know who you are. Tell me how it all started. Of course. Uh, okay, so I am um, Freddie Harrell. I am 31 years old. 
I am French, as you can hear. <laughs> but I've been living in London for almost eight years now. I am. Um, it's difficult nowadays. Uh, nowadays, Joji, to uh, to define uh, yourself. I think I'm a lifestyle, fashion blogger slash influencer. Um, I'm also an entrepreneur because I have a um, a brand of um, Afro hair extensions, and I host confidence workshops so I don't know what that makes me <laughs> and um, yeah and that's yeah that's basically and I do like a lot of talks and panels around um, uh, yeah like around confidence and self-development and self-growth these are the things that I'm really passionate about and entrepreneurship and going out there to get your best life that's basically me in a nutshell what I do <laughs> love it so with you being a confidence consultant, let's say, <laughs> let's, um, say. let's say, tell me how, how that started, how that journey started. Well, we're going to have to go back in time. Um, I think confidence for me has been something that I've been tracking down for all my life. <laughs> um, as a child, I, I was very, very introspective like very like in my head um very like tortured with questions about what are we doing here what's the point of being here why am i here and always very anxious like always scared that my something would happen to my parents something would happen to my family always feeling that i wasn't good enough that i was failing you know when you look at everyone else around you and um they just all have to have it figured out and you don't I've been in you know it's a mix of um, like I, I guess my sort of family makeup and then where I uh, you know like where I went to school etc out of those different experiences I went to private school very early but becoming from a much more modest background it was kind of like a bit of a social shock and I think like when I was very young I've always had a strong somehow I can't explain it but like I think now I'm getting closer, like uh, you know, like at my age now to to the answer. I had such a strong um, awareness of myself. I really felt, you know, like I had a lot of imagination, and when I would imagine that I would want to be something or do something, I could see myself doing it, or you know, I could see. I don't know how the feeling that I would go far and that nothing could really stop me. So that was me, very very young. But I think you know, then along the years, and when you are like in different environments and you know like then you just realize like people make you realize that you're actually uh you know black so actually that comes with limitations and expectations oh and then you find out that you're a girl or like you're a woman and this again is uh like uh, comes with a lot of expectations and then later on i when i went to uh business school in a very very uh posh school you know i realized that i was a suburban and that was very you know like that came with the low expectations it was i think the conflict between what i had already felt about myself very strongly when i was young versus what my experiences kept telling me as i was growing up i think that conflict has been this has been the source of everything that, that's messed up about me today <laughs> it's just basically this one conflict it it has made me very um well I'm, i guess you know indirectly but uh I was very, you know, like suicidal when I was younger. Um, very, I've always been very anxious. I've always been very anxious. I think I had my first panic attacks. I was, uh, you know, like maybe eight or nine. Um, very anxious, very stressed. 
uh, very, you know, like determined to to be good, to be a people pleaser, and you know, I was good at school, and that's all that mattered to me. You know, that that, that people would think that I was smart, and uh, you know, and that's how I ended up in the wrong career. Like, can you believe that I started my career in banking? Wow! I have a master's in finance. I wanted to be a trader, but that was really me in that mindset of I need to prove to people that I am smart and magical and great because you know like it's like the, this accumulation of of uh, you know like invisible um, limitations that people or society basically have put on you that you kind of like want to fight against but you're fighting against no one really <laughs> and uh, that took me to the wrong direction and obviously being in the wrong direction you know it's also like very painful so I've always felt insecure. I've always felt like people around me had everything figured out and understood and had their plan and that I was just wondering and I was just basically a mess. So confidence, how did we get there? <laughs> I told you I don't know how to like how to uh, make short stories. <laughs> but um like when I started the blog, like the blog was very much, uh, you know, I've always had this feeling that was an important thing for me, that I was made of several different characters. We're all made of several people, but I had always seen it in a very negative light, that I was just crazy, you know, like a mess. And we didn't make sense, we didn't get along, it was my problem. And five years ago, I went to see a counselor, you know, like, a, a, like to see a therapist. I just had, had enough at that stage, and especially that I had just, moved in with Tom and you know like everything was becoming so much better in my life that it's almost like and then other things became so unbearable I've, now I see it as a cleanse you know like it was like I had been pushed to really like start the journey to let go of years of all of these things that were burdening me but that I was still doing with you know and um, so when I started the, so I went to see therapist that summer I just had so many panic attacks and just went to see her and I said listen I am made of several people. There's several people in my head. They don't get along. I'm crazy. Help me. And, you know, this is when I realized that actually, yes, maybe I was made of several different people, but the problem wasn't that they didn't get along or that they were crazy or anything. Is that I didn't know them, actually. I hadn't given them the benefit of the doubt as to, or I hadn't asked them what they wanted, what's their, you know, like, like what is it? So I launched the blog the same week I started this therapy and it was kind of like a way to channel all, all of these characters because I was, during the therapy sessions, I was, you know, like referring to these characters, you know, as, as the third person and, you know, and then there's this Freddy and there's this Freddy. So my blog was initially called I Go By Frankie, like Frankie was my alter ego, the bold and brave one. And uh, so the blog put me on the way to really like channel this and the therapy alongside of it, you know, like that really pushed me on that. Um, spiritual journey uh, like like it was very much the beginning of it and having the blog and growing this presence online and I had people you know messaging me and Freddie like how are you so confident I want to be confident like you and they were just like oh my god but you just have no idea this is not true and I just couldn't bear the idea that people would think that um, I was so confident and that would make them insecure, like the same way that I had felt insecure looking at other people. But also, I just thought, this is going to be a journey anyway, you know, like this is not a, a destination. So why not do it, like do it together? And I went and studied, uh, I did like a training in, uh, in coaching, like in a way to be in coaching. 
uh, in Yorkshire. It was amazing. It was such a great, great, great experience. And uh, and then I came back, and then I uh, and I started the workshop, like writing the workshop, and that's how uh, it started. Actually, doing this, like sharing my like story with people and telling them, you know, how uh, like how low I have like I've been and how many times I just wanted to like end my life, etc. Um, and that people could relate. Um, that was very powerful. So already, like, always start with that, and then it's very much. It was very much about debunking all of those, you know, like beliefs that we have about ourselves or about uh, how we are perceived by other people. And it's just, you know, like just very like straightforward, but. Um, very like powerful points about how really first like we just don't know ourselves at all like we think that we do basically like how the issue is that we just need to look inwards that's where the work is and not outwards and not how we are being seen etc it's like first it all starts by being in tune with yourself like the whole message was basically when I say that we are made of several people is that now I see myself as this collective of women there's like so many different women that um, make me and I'm a bit like that Swiss knife really. Like whatever, whoever I need to be, I can channel her out and just bring her out instead of, you know, looking at other people and thinking that I need to be more like them or I need to have what they have. It's like your, like all of your resources are inside. So the workshop was mostly about, um, you know, like taking people through the first steps to really go on that self-discovering journey with themselves and take the yeah make the commitment that from now on you're just going to look at yourself as someone that you might not know to choose yourself like a best friend you know with as much compassion and love and also yes like de debunking the you know the beliefs that run our lives you know comparison um how people um see us uh you know like the like anxiety like fear to dream um, all of these things, you know, like not feeling like you're enough. Um, yeah, that's what it was about. There are so many things that I want to pick up on and ask you about what you just said. And it's, <laughs> it's very interesting because I, uh, in my body of work, I, I love understanding sub-personalities, which is kind of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And how I got into the sub-personality work is through understanding my shadows you know, yes. you know this already. I love how you put it. The yes. shadows. So the shadows mm. are the disowned parts of ourselves that we kind of suppress or hide and, you know, uh, or run away from, actually. Exactly. And so every time you say subpers oh, the, the personalities, I'm like, yeah, absolutely, the shadows. Yeah, and I love how you say that, those that we run away from, because I, I would always say, you know, about those characters, that there's some that we that we suppress or some that but you know that that we are yet to discover because we just ignore them and yeah like oh i just love how we just like think alike <laughs> but you've given them this is this, what's amazing is that you just said that you've given them names and exactly i did exactly the same so i had fiona the failure i had irene the introvert i had um so many different you have to personify them yeah and give them a name i don't anymore though Mm. I don't like now that old Freddy's like I, I just think you know they're just yeah like I've stopped with the names it's just I think yeah easier to just accept the whole thing as one 
<laughs> integration embrace it all yeah that's yes. what happens you've done the work you've identified these parts of you and then you've gone through an integration phase where you're you're now integrated the united states of freddy <laughs> love oh my I gosh love it. i love you so much <laughs> so tell me about how you launched a career as a blogger and an influencer in fashion and styling? <laughs> um, it's so weird because I just didn't see it turning into what it is now. Uh, it's crazy. No, initially, so you know, um, I started my career in banking and then I quickly realized that it wasn't... Um, for me like I knew that I, I wasn't interested enough to be able to go really far and you know I was obsessed with being successful so I was like no this is not going to work but you know it's funny because it's also fashion that kind of um you know like put me on the you know that told me that I had to get out because the way that I would dress like I've always found style as my favorite way of expression you know like when before like like when you didn't have the words or you I don't know, you know, like, it's just, if you're not a bold person, you're not daring, or, you know, like, you don't want to raise your hand in class, you don't, if you're not this, that kind of person, you still have your clothes to just play with. So I've always been really expressive uh, with my, uh, with, with my style, and uh, I love playing with it. But uh, working in banking, yes, like, how I would wear, like, sorry, what I would wear, I could see that, you know, like, people were, it was actually obvious that people were judging me on that. Like, like my boss one day told me, that um, I wanted to be a trader and then that she couldn't take me to the trader's room because, uh, you know, like what I was wearing, all of the colors, that would be a distraction. <laughs> like too much purple. Um, but uh, then I, uh, I went back to school, I did an MBA in e-business and I changed career in digital marketing. So then uh, I started working in media. But then I moved client side and I just happened to end up in fashion. ASOS gave me my first job in fashion. And I was at the time oh, so excited because, you know, I was from France and, and then I just, you know, ASOS was not in France yet, but I was always ordering and, you know, just like being so fashion forward. And it was a dream. I couldn't even believe that they existed physically somewhere, you know, <laughs> they were just like this online dream. And then uh, so I had this first job there. And uh, I was in, I was a um, sales and marketing manager for France. So nothing to do with the clothes, but I was surrounded with them. And you know, like they had fashion, uh, they had sample sales every week and everything was two pounds. Oh my God. I used to just raid the place. Like mind you, like sometimes I would spend like, like it's with, you know, I'm embarrassed to say it now, you know, like it, like it was six years ago, but I would easily spend like 40, like 40 pounds, 40 pounds, that's 80 items. Sorry, that's 20, uh, 20 items, sorry. Um, and like 20 items is ridiculous. <laughs> and so, and then when I started the blog, actually, I had all of those, you know, when there was this experiment around, uh, uh, about like channeling myself, I didn't want this blog to become something. It was just, I wanted this to be on the side as a hobby because then I just realized that I didn't like digital marketing so much. You know, like I worked at ASOS and then I worked at Vestia Collective. 
then I worked at uh, Topshop and I just, you know, I was just like, I'm tired of marketing. I'm surrounded with clothes all the time. That's what I want to do. I want to be around. I didn't know if I want to be, if I wanted to be in styling or design, but I just thought maybe if I had a blog on the side, it would be just one, a way to have a hobby that I could do at the weekend and that, you know, like takes me away from the, like, like the weekly job that I'm, that I'm, I'm tired of. And also second, that could be a sort of online portfolios for whatever job I want to apply to. I don't know. So it started really as a, it was just fun, like between Tom and I, you know, at the weekend, we would just like pick somewhere in London go there and explore, take photos, have a meal. It was just like nothing serious. I don't know how it got to what it is today. Honestly, after that, I um, also went back to ASOS as a personal stylist this time. So it was kind of a sort of um, full time blogging. Um, job for them so you know we had these different platforms we had to produce content every day and it was good for like the discipline that it teaches you around content you know it's not just like a hobby that was a good way to to see how to do it professionally and uh, but that's when I started thinking and that's when you know like around then like I had already gathered you know like a few thousand uh, followers but I just don't know really how and but then that's when I realized that okay I need to do something with this you know like I have this platform and I don't want people to look at me just thinking oh look at this girl she's always happy she's always smiling oh look you know like she's so bold she's so confident I just can't I just can't do this I just I just cannot it has to be it has to be me or I get bored or I get tired of it I've never had a job for more than one year because when I get bored of it I just become physically ill about it um, I have panic attacks I'm sick I can't eat I can't sleep so I think the only way for me is that it has to be me and I think maybe it's this authenticity or that sharing experiences around um, the vulnerability and anxiety and struggle and you know also like my obsession for happiness and confidence you know that are like my uh, lifelong quest um, this is also something I think that brought people um, around that helped me build that community. So I don't even think that now I'm just fashion. I'm just not that. I, fashion is definitely still a way that I express myself. So I still have a lot of fashion content and collaborations for the fun of it. But uh, I'm taking people on a different journey now, hopefully, you know, based on this journey that I started with the blog and my way to confidence and to embracing myself and loving myself you know from there that gave me the the wings you know to go off and start my own business and to believe that I could do it and you know like um uh, bear us in mind big hand okay because I think that next year might be very big and that all started from you know like daring to to yeah like to see that happiness and confidence and success and self-love could be mine uh, and then from there so you know like this whole entrepreneurship journey and manifesting my my wishes and my purpose all of this is a journey that I really care about sharing um, and yeah so I, I just do all of these things but that's how it all started so listen you're a very high energy person very vibrant character do you have a morning routine or something that you do in the morning that helps you with the day? Yes, yeah, so I I wouldn't say I have a routine. I have different things that I uh, 
I like to do and I try to just do all of them but I don't know if don't always do all of them but um because ideally I would just wake up and then try to do like practice the meditation straight away but I am woken up by my son waking up so I just have to go and get him <laughs> but otherwise no like usually yeah we wake up in the morning and then after we've dropped you go to nursery and then you know I'm just back at home I'm either going to you can see behind you I have like an oil diffuser I usually like put music through the whole uh, it's really nice like those walls they really like push the music uh, all around like a nice playlist and I try to um so before I do that I do meditations I love the guided ones uh, I've recently discovered because I'm reading one of her books uh, Gabby Bernstein and her meditations they are so good like they're really they're very on point for me exactly on what I'm going through right now exactly what I need to hear because I was using the app calm before but I've just gone out of the um, I still use it to log in the meditations, but the messaging of Gabby, I think, is just much more engaged. You know, like, they, you know, it's just much more... I, I just... I love it. And those meditations, I've only started doing them a week ago, and that made me... That has made me consistent in doing them every day, whereas before, I would struggle to really meditate every day, even if that was, like, my goal, but I would really not do that. But hers, they're just... They're crazy. Like, they they... They're just amazing. And uh, so, yeah, I like to do like a meditation. And recently, you know, it's taking me so much. I felt like so lifted and just, yeah, just so much higher in my thoughts or in my, even my deep connection and everything. So what I like to do after that now is to either like journal straight away after that or kind of you know like write my visions or like manifestations on the back of that and after you know i've done that i'd, I'd like to have the music in the background and have some nice oil have a cup of tea and uh, yeah i like to try to be slow in the morning mm. mm-hmm. i just want to show you something i want to show you what i've got around my neck yes <laughs> I love it. I just looked at that and I was like, Oh, yes. Hell yes. Yeah, Tom got these. You know, that's definitely Tom. We have those friends that say, Hell yes, that is Tom. (laughs) The most enthusiastic person. (laughs) Yeah, he's so lovely of what I've just, what I know of him and and the little time we spent together. You mentioned your lovely little boy. Hugo. Uh, so tell me what it's like being a, a mum and how, how are you juggling everything that you have to juggle? It's a, it's very, this question is very difficult when people ask me. First, you know, I've come to learn that balance around everything is not a destination either, just like confidence. It's also a journey. I'm never going to balance everything like motherhood, my marriage and my career. Because all of these things are things that grow with time as well. You know, like they are like almost living things themselves. So, you know, it, we're always going to try, you know, they're always going to take, um, uh, to, to be just different. But um, I feel like everything has been very crazy ever since that I've given birth. So I'm not even sure I really have a like a baseline to really say how things has been but then who does i think you know 
it's never the perfect timing or anything when you have a baby, even if it was planned. When I gave birth uh, to Hugo, we were living in Geneva and I was very unhappy there, very isolated, very sad. We had moved there, we stayed there for just a year uh, for Tom's job. At the time it was an, an amazing idea, but it was just once living there you realize actually no. <laughs> and I was very miserable and very alone and then the shock of obviously like all of a sudden having a baby, having a newborn, and being on my own, that was very, very tough. So, but that also made me determined to move back to London. So that meant that for that, I had to just really work so much harder so we could justify um, moving back, you know, because obviously, like, we moved for Tom's job in Geneva. So, like, financially, if we move back for my career, it has to, um, uh, you know, put weight in the balance too. And um, so, like, I just had to work really hard. And then I was launching Big Hair No Care. And so that meant that I didn't really take a break with this. And at the same time, I didn't have, like, a, like a very... I didn't really have a network around me. The same way that, for example, English women, like in, like in England, they have the NCT classes. And then, you know, like, you all give birth around the same time. And then you have this group of friends on maternity leave with, etc. Although my sister-in-law has told me you can still feel lonely despite all of that. You know, so there's no perfect experience. But that was mine, and I was um, very alone. And then when we moved back to London, Hugo was only like six months, and we moved back. And the, the, the day we moved back, we went to sign the lease of my pop-up in Brixton. Like I had a three-month shop in, uh, in Brixton. And we also went to our first flat viewing. So we moved back. We just rushed in, you know, like really rushed in. And all of a sudden, I was alone in Geneva on my own. All of a sudden, I have opened a shop, and I have like seven people working for me and that was so overwhelming and it was a crazy summer and it was crazy like work scared me i wanted to give up but you but, but you can't um so that was a mess and i had at the time an eight month old baby and uh in the midst of all of it just when i think i'm starting to just breathe through it out of the blue my very best friend ultimate best friend in the world my papa passes away um so th and then we actually had his wake on Hugo's first birthday um and then this whole year you know like we've had like a pop-up in Brixton uh, in Paris which in New York uh the whole blog activity took took over uh, everything just uh, has been so much uh, crazier so Hi, <laughs> we're just talking about you. <laughs> Hugo's just walked in with yeah. Tom. And a stick. And a stick. It's all welcome. It's all welcome. It's okay. <laughs> See, so I feel like ever since I've been pregnant, or ever since I've given birth, and that's something that hit me really hard last month, you know, like this realization, that I don't know actually because... I feel like I've been thrown in so many different corners in the last two years and my son is not even two. So when you ask me how do I juggle everything, I want to ask you what do you mean everything? Like the... <laughs> I don't know. It's just been crazy. But you know, it's like it's all about as well like your support system. Like my mother is very present. My family, they really help around with Hugo. Um, Tom for a while was looking after Hugo full-time and Tom is a great support on like in everything that I do uh, you know like he helps me like in my work and everything 
and he's just also like my life coach and uh, the flexibility that we have around the way that we live you know it's an amazing privilege that we just get to just be around each other and be flexible and you know like we none of us need to be full-time in an office and um, this is amazing and that this system has meant that it has given me a lot of strength and a lot of support but you know as a result a lot of things have to give in so a lot of stress and anxiety about you know when you work for yourself um you know it's like the the financial aspect of things is you know is it going how long is that going to last and uh you know you always need to think of the next steps the you know like where the plan is taking you uh, you know you always i think you always need to reinvent yourself sorry come in he can come in yeah he can come in he can come in come and see come and see us no it's good he can come in hi (laughs) (laughs) so now the podcast interview is being taken with hugo hugo harrell hugo harrell (laughs) tell me what you're wearing today (laughs) <laughs> what are you wearing today? Do you know, this is the funniest thing ever. Hugo is a daddy's boy. I don't exist for him. This whole scene, everything you've, you've witnessed, this is not my life. I am the first surprise, but I took these cuddles. I was like, okay. But I don't want you to think that this is what... Uh, I don't want you to think that this is what my life is. You see? Always be honest. I don't be like, oh, and her and her son, they were so in tune. No, that never happens. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh, he's, he's the nice, cutest. <laughs> he's delicious. He's gorgeous. What excites you about being a woman right now? Um, where do I start? Everything excites me about being a woman right now. And you know, it's funny that you ask that because I was asking, was I asking myself or did that thought just come to my mind last weekend? I just really, you know, I was just, it's not something that I've never thought about, but I just thought you chose to come through this life at these times in this place as a black woman. Why is that? You know, and and it just filled me with so much excitement and like you said before, you know, expansion, like okay, let's get moving, you know? I'm just like, okay, like it like there was a reason, like like there were reasons behind it. You know, if I chose to like if I chose to come like this and you know, like we're living among amazing times for women in a way, you know, like all of the conversations that we pushing at the forefront, um, how we are very, you know, like we are creating more and more safe places and make it more comfortable and, and normal to talk about, you know, um, our personal experiences and sexual abuse, sexual uh, harassment, the way that we are really holding men accountable. Um, like, I want to be part of these times, you know, 
and when it comes to also like black women you know it's the we are going through times where we are finally finally starting to be you know like credited and recognized and you know like where we should be uh we are finally you know like being you know, we're finally given credit um where you know like in the world of entrepreneurship there's so much more investment now and funds focusing on black women um all of those you know like i'm just so excited to be uh part of these times you know and to be able to come and to be part of that change what i do uh as an entrepreneur that's really where i see myself you know like doing the most and uh with this i really want to be able to from a consumer and product point of view i want to be able to create a brand and a product that is going to speak to a younger me like to me when i was uh, like 16 but also like to me now and a brand that is really going to fully integrate that i am a modern woman living in these times with you know uh, and having something like to be proud of and make you know like experience around hair much more integrated and modern and something to take pride from and at the same time i also want to create a brand that is going to take with it uh, lots of uh, other black women and give them you know access to entrepreneurship and you know like put also like more black people on the supply chain uh, from you know the manufacturing to where it's sold uh, and when it comes to womanhood I want to be part of you know these people who are going to make vulnerability more comfortable um, who are going to um, help themselves and others to own their experiences, to own their opinions, or to own themselves and their own validity. Um, being part of these conversations that, you know, I'm giving a platform that um, is, you know, speaks to uh, literally hundreds of thousands of people. And uh, I want to use it in a way that is going to uplift uh, the experience of others. And I always, always think about my younger self when I was like struggling the most. So how excited am, am I to be a woman? I am so excited to be a woman. So, so excited to be a black woman in 2018. Absolutely, so proud. So that was Freddie Harrell. She's an absolutely beautiful woman inside and out. And I want to thank her for being so, so, so generous and open, especially in letting us go behind the scenes of her highs and lows and losses and gains this year. So many beautiful lessons she shared. And to me, she's the perfect example of what can be achieved when you really go for it, take the leap and keep moving, even when it's scary. Hope you enjoyed this episode of She's Electric. Remember, share it with your friends, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. I'll be back next time with another electric woman. Mm -hmm.